It's time for the Kernel Mania podcast with Mike, Spencer, and Ace. Now recording Crundle Mania episode, which one? 12, lucky number 12, I believe. That is correct. I am Ace Bondaloo. Nothing beats me. I'm Spencer over here. It's your boy Mike, what's going on? And uh, yeah, we are Crundle Mania. We've uh, been away for a bit because uh, we've been busy. We forgot about the daily news a bit, but uh, what can you do? There wasn't a lot of news to begin with. Um, we're going to recap some SmackDown. We're going to recap some Raw. We're going to give some social media shout-outs. We're going to give some clapper crap or knee slappers, and we're going to do it completely blitzed out of our mind. <laughs> that is the point of the podcast, so when we struggle, uh, bear with us. And if you can, laugh, because it's kind of supposed to be funny. Um, yeah, how you, you guys, guys doing? Oh, I was just going to say, you guys didn't hear it, but I just did a bong rip. <laughs> it's still burning the throat a bit. So, yeah, if you think we're not getting blitzed, I'm, I'm right blitzed right now. That's how I'm doing, Ace Bondaloo. Yeah, I just smoked a hundred joints. You didn't hear it, but I just did it too. Do I got to do a real, like an uh, like a not <laughs> muted bong hit for you to not be a dick about it? Everyone's going to think we put a sound clip in now. Only because you said that. Okay, yeah. well then do it. Well, now I can't, like, I need to make another bowl now, you son of a... Okay, you get working on that. Mike, how you been? Yeah, doing all right. Doing okay here. Uh, Yeah, doing all right. Things have been good. How about you? Uh, Corona got me down a bit, won't lie to you. Uh, I was trying to explain to someone how I've been feeling lately, and I was saying the, the word would just be unfulfilled. I think everyone's kind of feeling that way. Yeah, I didn't want to be the one to like put it down on it, but if we're being transparent, I'm not doing very well, actually. So yeah, uh, it's been tough. I, there's a lot of uncertainty with my job, a lot like what I do. I'm, I'm in the sports industry. There's no sports happening for a while. We're so. insiders. It's true, of course. So yeah. And, uh, hey, man, you're welcome to Venta here. This is a real podcast where we get real. We cut real. We act real. And I'm sure other people out there are feeling that way and probably feel... Better to know they're not alone, I guess, if they hear their boy Mike feeling that way. Sure, yeah. I mean, like, there's a lot of stuff going on. Like, obviously, I am having <laughs> having some issues with the medication I'm on at the moment. And then tonight, my tongue just started, like, like there's, like, weird spots on my tongue, which is, like, I have eczema, so it's, which is brought on by stress. And I, I, th- and I was just reading that this tongue thing is, like, a stress thing, too. I'm pretty sure it's, like, common with people that have eczema, so... Yeah, just like we'll like some body related, yeah, some just body related stress issues going on over here. But I mean, and you I know, used to have a stress cough. Yeah, yeah, that's I. That I probably have that too, to be honest. But yeah, everybody gets um, stuff. But. You just gotta relax. All I, all I have for housekeeping, though, gentlemen, um, is uh, Spencer and the TNA Reverse Battle Royal. Uh, how's the progress coming on that, Spence? Um, it's stumped up against that wall of not being able to find it anywhere online for free. Uh, if anyone knows where we can get the TNA Reverse Battle Royal, Spencer owes us one watch and commentary record of that. It's true. It's true. I do. Um, because Big Black didn't get any money in the bank. That son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Okay, I will um, get on that, though. I haven't forgot about it. 
um, despite my memory not being great, because weedness. Moving on. Yeah, yeah. How's that uh, bowl coming? It's uh, ready to go. I just didn't want to interrupt uh, Mike while he was talking. Um, so, yeah. Why don't you do that while I pull up my SmackDown results? You do that. Here it goes. I don't know about you guys. I, I've been enjoying SmackDown a lot more than Raw lately. The, the, you didn't like uh, watching. I thought you didn't like this SmackDown. Last week's? I mean, and as a whole, I, like two weeks ago, SmackDown, I didn't like. This past week's, I actually thoroughly enjoyed. I, I don't really remember saying I didn't like it anywhere, did I? Maybe I did. Maybe I did. Oh, I just Maybe thought I when you were tweeting, it was like a private message you sent me uh, being like, oh, man, this is Dragon. And I was like, I feel for you, buddy. Uh, that might have been raw. If it was, if it was Friday, then I probably just was tired or something. But I thought the show in general was not bad. Like, I like raw, definitely am, am enjoying SmackDown a bit more just with the storylines they have going on. Like, um, I like the long term build with Sonya and Mandy. I think that's a really like that's a lot of work they've put into that. And I like Otis as a singles guy. Braun versus Bray is a fun feud. So there's a lot of different uh, things going on to pique the interest. And I like the tag division on SmackDown right now. And then on Raw, you look, and there aren't a lot of feuds that they're building. I mean, Money in the Bank's taking up a lot of time. And then you have Drew and Seth, which is probably going to be a short program because our insiders have told us that Kevin Owens is is uh, out with an injury, which is why he's not there right now. But uh, so there's that. And then the other feud going on is – which one am I missing? I'm missing a feud. There's a second feud going you on. You and that Viscera figure. figure. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Um, Mike's been looking at that Viscera figure, and it looks hype. <laughs> Uh, it's like sixty bucks, because Amer- it's American to Can- like it's Ringside Collectibles is an American site, so it's it's like sixty Canadian. No, it's fifty Canadian. It's not that bad. I'm gonna get it. It's just how, how absolutely wrecked am I that I'm like, and the Viscera figure. Don't forget about that. Hey man, you gotta get it in there. <laughs> I was Anyways. just like, I want the Viscera figure on the podcast because I remember it was so cool. <laughs> I don't even like have a favorite Viscera match, but if you have one. Send it my way at Crumblemania so Ace Bondaloo can watch it because I can't remember a Viscera match to save my life. I just remember the way he looked. Big Vis, man. He yeah, me too. Good, he looked cool. He was not a good wrestler. I hate to be, I hate to be honest here, but like he was kind of a stiff worker. And Someone sends me their, the best Viscera match, and I will watch it. Like, do you remember when he won King of the Ring when he was Mabel? No, I don't remember that. That's <laughs> the thing. Like, I don't lie on this podcast. Yeah, I don't remember it right now. Uh, but let's kick into SmackDown. We've been promising that for quite some time. Mike, do you want to tag team break this down with me? Sure. I don't have my notes open. You... But, um, well, I'll, I'll just bring it up, and you can probably uh, chime in because you'll remember it. Yeah, 100p. Uh, it kicked off SmackDown with DB. Uh, I believe he did a promo, and Corbin uh, shows up, correct? Uh, yeah, that's correct. Corbin came to the ring. D. Bry and Corbin talking to each other. Uh, it was funny, actually. Daniel Bryan made a joke about how Corbin hasn't like failed to cash in. He's one of only four guys to not successfully cash in the briefcase. Yeah, Jinder Mahal, man. I mean, when you're going up against the modern day Maharaja, you gotta you gotta come with a better game plan than that. Man, people were not loving Jinder on Twitter tonight. By the way, I just want to butt in there and point that out. Ah, uh, <laughs> dude, they don't understand. <laughs> they just don't get it. Was he even on the nope. show tonight? He was not. Didn't show up at all. So what? You, you re-debut him, and then a week later, there... he's off TV, off a, off a depleted <laughs> roster. 
And there was a tweet from WWE earlier in the night talking about how the Maharaja is back on Monday nights. Uh, yep. <laughs> there was a tweet like that. Yep. Wow. He's probably just going to interrupt the, the the Drew and Seth match this Sunday. That's why. And they didn't, hey, they didn't have anything else I thought he to was do. Gonna, I thought he'd do that tonight. I honestly thought that was going to happen tonight in some way. But nope, that didn't. He's going to attack uh, Drew after the match. I bet. Anyways, let's continue with SmackDown. What are we talking about here? Uh, <laughs> I believe Daniel Bryan had a great promo. Uh, it makes you think maybe he could win Money in the Bank. I don't know. because He's just so gosh darn good on the mic. Um, but then we get right into Daniel Bryan versus King Corbin. And I won't lie to you, gentlemen, there was a lot of nasty reaction on social media to the finish of it being a DQ. And I was kind of thinking about this reaction. Uh, they were talking about this like, big promo about each other and who's better in all this stuff, uh, all, in all assets of the ring, like mentally and physically and all this. And uh, how did Daniel Bryan then not see King Corbin bringing in these guys to attack him? They made Daniel Bryan look kind of dumb. Yeah, and I also don't get what they're doing with the, with the group. Because I know Sammy's off TV, but you just is it just going to be Corbin? And then when Sammy comes back, they're all a group? Like, I just didn't get why all of a sudden, like, the Artist Collective is now buddies with King Corbin. That didn't make a lot of sense to me. So I was like, hey, well, I, I could get used to it, but I just wish they would have, like, told a proper story to get to that point. I like yeah, the feel of Brian versus Corbin. Me too. I like that. I was just going to say, it just feels like they don't have faith in Cesaro or Shinsuke to do it on their own. They have to have someone with them. Like, in order to jam that in there. That is absolutely... You're right. You're totally right. And it's so sad. I mean, you're staring at one of the... I mean, you're looking at Shinsuke Nakamura. He was, like, one of the best wrestlers in New Japan. That's why I hate the artist collector. (laughs) It's just a waste of them. Yeah, it is. Um. Anyways, let me get into Spencer's fave thing, the Firefly Funhouse. Uh, it interrupts Braun Strowman. I believe he was um, on his way to the ring for a promo, but before he could say much, Bray Wyatt interrupts with the latest edition of the Firefly Funhouse. Oh, yeah, and Bray reads the book, The Black Sheep. I watched this video, and uh, it was sweet. It was talking about how Strowman left him and how he uh, vowed to... Uh, take vengeance on all the animals that left him even though he took them in sorry i just burped we're drinking a bit on the pod and uh he's gonna vow to have a better ending than that book and he's gonna take the universal championship from stroman and i was like wow wow and then uh braun told him to come to the ring because braun's a big jacked up man he's massive we look at huge lately absolutely built like a meat castle i think that's even his clothing brand um and uh he says why you should come to the ring and he doesn't and i'm like cool money in the bank sunday i'm ready yeah i'm all for this i love the feud i just keep on rolling with it and looking forward to money in the bank when these two get it on oh it's gonna be awesome i'm uh this is this i'm pretty hyped for um as you guys know i'm massive fans of both as everyone knows i'm very vocal about it but uh, I actually didn't catch this segment, um, and I don't know how. I don't know how I still haven't. Um, but, oh, you got to go back and watch that, Spencer. Yeah, I've got a video of it here right right now. I'm going to watch it after the podcast. You're just going to get absolutely hyped. Oh, it's going to be great. Um, right. Yeah, that's this is your reality on Sunday. So we're probably going to record a pod on Friday to do our money in the bank picks. Anyways. 
Then we cut to, um, guess what? Something we've never seen before, gentlemen. You've never seen this before. Seamus is in action, taking on a jobber. And did you know Jeff Hardy's coming back soon? Yes. Yes, we've known that for weeks now with those uh, small little packages they've been putting together. And I know, Ace, you're not a humongous fan of the fact that, uh, uh, let's just say, a well-seasoned Jeff Hardy is uh, back on the roster. He reminds wrestling. me of like Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> He's fragile, is what you're mm-hmm. saying. Yeah, I just get nervous. I actually like him. Like I think he's still entertaining. Whereas Seamus, I just kind of feel like he's kind of becoming just special case cereal, becoming a little more bland. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't write Seamus off that quickly. He doesn't like he's a heel, right? So he's not supposed to be like making any friends in the ring. So I, I don't know. I like his style for the character he's trying to portray, and I think it'll be a good match between Jeff Hardy and Seamus. Uh, I just, I mean, Jeff Hardy's my boy. Like, he's always going to be my favorite wrestler on the WWE, uh, like, in the, on the WWE roster. And I just, yeah, I don't know why he needs to be doing this. Like, if, I mean, it's his career, right? If he's got some time left, he's got some time left. But I just hope he doesn't. He's just going to feel up. bad when you're in, like, your 30s, Mike, and you're looking at him. He'll be like, just, ooh. Yeah, I just hope he doesn't suffer a significant setback, you know, from mm. this latest injury. Um, then we cut to a Money in the Bank qualifier, 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 Mandy Rose versus Carmella. And Mandy had this great gear on. She looked like an absolute five stars. And uh, guess what? Um, Carmella defeated Mandy Rose. Yo, I thought this match was cool. Um, did you, you didn't see this match, did you? Because Ace. Mm-mm. No, I nope. didn't. Okay, so in this match... Um, in the middle of it, they're ha- they're doing a thing, and Sonya Deville comes out, but she doesn't come out to interfere. She comes out with a microphone and just like, "Oh man, you're not here to interfere in her match." Um, and she just starts like cutting a promo on on Mandy Rose during the match, and like Mandy Rose is like clearly trying her best to ignore it and go through it, but she's just like cutting her down, and eventually, like she gets mad and gets distracted, and that's how Carmella wins. Um, I, I thought this was really cool and really well done. Um, this their their kind of breakup is is very intriguing on SmackDown. Um, but uh, yeah, I just uh, I just didn't want that bit to be missed because that was huge in this match. This is why the match was won by Carmella. Yeah, and I'm that, absolutely crunned right now. So don't forget that feud is money. Uh, that feud between that's what the, that feud is what the Sasha and Bailey feud was supposed to, is supposed to look like in terms of. I mean, it feels like Sasha and Bailey have had an unresolved sort of underlying feud for years now because of that weird thing that they were doing on Raw back, like in and around WrestleMania a few years ago that had like not really much of a conclusion. And then now this, and you look at how well they're doing this Mandy Rose Sonya program. And once that program is done, you have two future champions right there. Like Sonya is a star. She gave off some serious Lita vibes to me this past Friday, which is what I tweeted out there. And then I also feel like Mandy Rose is a is like is a champion. Like they both have a good look. As Sonya is a good ad. She's an advocate for the LGBTQ community, and so and Mandy's just a, a bombshell in terms of looks. So people will probably be drawn towards that. Are the are the are the two of them the best wrestlers? I mean, no, not really. Like Sonya is probably the better wrestler of the two, but they can get it done in between the squared circle. In between, they can get it done in the ring, and they're also both good uh, with their characters. So. 
looking forward to that particular feud. Yeah, Sonya's really impressed me with her mic skills over the last uh, couple of weeks, like cutting promos on Mandy Rose. Like it's 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 really really good. She's clearly improved a lot. Um, so that's that's fun to see. So yeah, this is this is a good this is a good feud. Sorry, go ahead. Then Ace. we move on to the New Day versus the Forgotten Sons, and after this feels like it's been going on forever. Um, the Forgotten Sons, I believe, actually won this match, which was incredible. Um, I believe there's some bullshittery. There was something behind the official's back, and uh, he like attacked Big E or something. Um, but then I know they even um, beat Kingston down. They got the win, and they're moving into the title contention now, which is just a little odd that uh, – the Forgotten Sons might just be smacked that tag team champ soon. Uh, I don't know, man. So there's a couple of things that are important to keep in mind with this. The first one is, I don't remember which Uso it is, but our sources tell us that one of the Usos is out for six to nine months, so they need a tag team to fill that slot to begin with. Uh, obviously, we had thought it was going to be like the Undisputed Era, but it turns out to be the Forgotten Sons. And they're building this team. Like, wait, what do, you, what do you want them to do? Lose two weeks into their main roster date, like run? Like, that doesn't make a lot of sense if you're trying to push. I mean, don't look at Raw for examples of how to, we'll get to it, but don't look at Raw for proper examples of how to push a new superstar on the brand. But anyway, Forgotten Sons win their debut, and I believe it's a fatal four way tag match at Money in the Bank with tough guys and turtlenecks, the champs, mm-hmm. New Day, um, Forgotten Sons, and then the, the Lucha House Party. So that could be a really good match. And I actually like the Forgotten Sons, except for Steve Cutler. See, no, sorry, uh, Wesley Blake. Wesley Blake uh, doesn't fit in with the group. But other than that, I kind of like it. I like the Forgotten Sons. I'd like to see them uh, pushed and just give them a chance. You know, these other teams have been there for a bit, except the house, the house party have not. But um, at least they're getting a push, too. And then it was funny because you said that Jeff Hardy was your favorite on the SmackDown roster, but then we move into the Money in the Bank qualifier between Otis and Dolph Ziggler. And you guys are big, big Otis boys, so why don't you just break it down? You guys both popped for this in 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 the group chat. I went nuts, man. I mean, this is like Otis is... I mean, like Otis isn't a very good wrestler. Like he's a great character, great dude, but he's like, when it comes to being in the Storytelling. Yeah, he looks kind of lost sometimes in the ring. To be well, I heard he came out looking all fired up because of Mandy Rose. It, well, okay, yeah. He, you can't just, like, it's impossible to not get behind this guy. Like, I can't remember. I think someone said it on commentary. But, like, Otis is the everyday man, right? He's, like, he's like doesn't have that body the American type, dream. Like, yeah, it's basically, looks a lot like the, like the American dream one. Yeah, he's, like, the everyday guy. Exactly. That's kind of what it, it's basically what it is. So I think the sky's the limit for Otis as, as long as he keeps improving, like, you never know. Like this guy is this guy's one. This is this is one dude who's hurting from fans not being in the in the arena because uh, if there were crowds, oh, they would have popped so hard for this dude. Yeah, if there were crowds, this would have been one off. of the biggest pops ever, dude. Otis hook of the leg. Get him. Otis qualifies for Money in the Bank. Here is your winner, Otis. Oh, it would have been wild, wild. Like arena would have blown up. Right, um, but there's a few things we're forgetting about this. Uh, I I just remembered about from SmackDown about this whole feud setup um, is earlier in the night because after the match with uh, with Carmella, Sonya Deville actually came in and, like beat down Mandy Rose and like hurt her knee. 
Um, and there was a bit of backstage where Otis was like consoling uh, Mandy Rose as she's getting looked at, and she and he starts walking out, and he walks out, and he's and he walks into Dolph Ziggler, and Dolph's like, uh, um, what the hell did he say? He's like, well, how's Mandy doing? And, and uh, Otis just stares him off, and they leave. Um, and then Dolph and Sonya have a bit where where she's like, yeah, I'm gonna beat down, I'm gonna beat down uh, Mandy Mandy Rose so bad. It's gonna be, it's gonna, it's gonna be crazy or whatever. I can't remember her words, but it was it. She sounded like she wanted to hurt her basically. And then uh, Dolph was like, "Yeah, when she's hurt, I'm gonna come in as the champion and make her feel better." And it was like, "Whoa, that's creepy, Dolph Ziggler. That's very, very creepy." No. And oh, so, yeah, it was, it was, it was more bonus, like even more bonus that Dolph Ziggler didn't win that match. Because you didn't want to see him rewarded for anything like that. What did you guys think of SmackDown overall? Yeah, liked it. That was a pretty solid show. Yeah, yeah it was fine. I uh, didn't hate it. it meh. I missed Drew Gulak, but <laughs> you would say that. He's been playing some Tetris Effect on Twitch. I watched that the other night. <laughs> With that Tetris, Tetris Effect. Can't even say it right. That's right. Um, do you want to do social media shoutouts now or after the raw rundown? Let's do so. Let's do them now. It was uh, it was a fun night on social media tonight. So uh, let's let's do social media shoutouts. Social media shoutouts. Spencer is all giddy because he did the social media tonight. He it's did fun. the tweets. It's pretty fun. I did. Uh, I did um, uh, even put it on Instagram. I was like, alert, Spencer actually tweeting. You don't understand. Spencer hasn't really tweeted before for us. So this was his first or, time. Or ever in my like personal. I like, I, like never tweet. Um, so this was fun. I didn't realize how many people would, re- would interact with me. I was, just, I was just putting garbage nonsense out on the internet and people were, were interacting with it. Like either like, thinking it was funny or I don't know, disagreeing with it. I don't even care. Like, yeah, Look at fine. this man. He's like, that's the internet, everybody. He's like, I didn't know the internet existed. Some, some girl asked me a hard question, and I was like, there's no answer to this question. Um, yeah, you I'm did. I remember you responded to somebody saying you were just too cooked. <laughs> yeah, well, she asked. No, it was he. Sorry. I said she because the, the guy's profile picture, it's like 85% his girlfriend, and then like the last little percent, the 15% is his face. So it took me a minute to realize it wasn't her. Um, I didn't say anything like that in there. But uh, anyway, yeah, he was like uh, about Austin Theory. He's like, what's his gimmick? What's he do? What's he say? What's his symbol? And I was like, there are no answers to these questions. And I'm too high right now. It was fun. Oh, well, now let's get into the real ones where we, we, we've taken some of your social media and we've compiled it we're going to shout it out uh the first one goes out to at chibi renji lover uh responding to us when we tweeted out so spencer tweeted it out so our sources are hinting that a raw superstar will win the men's briefcase so does that mean that they will actually have both briefcases on raw while smackdown had record low viewership i find that hard to believe and then someone responded but raw is vince's baby to hell with smackdown and that was (laughs) Chibi Renji Lover, aka Miss Nerd World Order. We really uh, thought that was funny, so thank you for that. That made me laugh, yeah. That was good. 
um, at end underscore of underscore gray D money. He was a tweeter all night. He was a crundle maniac. Uh, he said uh, his post show thoughts were he was entertained tonight. Good build into money in the bank. I think they had a few missteps. Like the gauntlet match was a bit of a mess to start. Of course, we'll get into that. Uh, but then he wrote, but other than that, pretty solid stories being told and good action. Yeah. It seemed like it was a good show and I agree with him. I'm really enjoying yeah. this build to money in the bank. Yeah, for sure. He had, he, he had some great points about uh, all night about uh, about the show itself and about wrestling, and we had uh, we had some great interaction back and forth on multiple tweets of mine. I really appreciated it all. So that was really fun uh, for us. So I'm uh, I'm just glad he uh, he enjoyed uh, tweeting at us as well. You like this one from at Kid of Wrestling? He's tweeted before. He's listened before. We love him. He said it was a really good show tonight. Uh, it had such good matches, and they really put Liv over with that match against Charlotte. So we'll get into that. Of course, Spencer, massive Liv fan. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Corey F. and Frazier. Said he was just going to listen to the pod. He wasn't watching Raw tonight. He was like, I'm only going to listen to Crundle Mania. I'm not going to watch Raw. No, he didn't um, want to watch. He was only going to listen to us. So I appreciate that. I was like, oh, that's dope. I'll take that. And then at Death to Deuce uh, for helping us out, he DM'd us some crucial information, so we really appreciate that. And then yeah. I got one last um, social media shout-out for you gentlemen, Mike and Spencer. It's actually from a tweet from Mike uh, while watching SmackDown. Are you ready? Oh, always. Uh, <laughs> it was about Raw, though. He said, who replaces Apollo in the hashtag Money in the Bank match? Jinder Mahal, Andrade, Brock Lesnar, and then he wrote other parentheses Christian. Um, to which at Paul <laughs> Apex SC responded, if it's Christian, I lose my shit. I know somebody else that would lose their shit. Big I think Christian thinks. should be it. Oh, and that big guy thinks too. That guy also uh, sees the light. I like him too on Twitter. So it just continues uh, to uh, the Christian support on this podcast just continues to grow. And uh, we hope to see him in the Hall of Fame uh, as soon as possible. Right, gentlemen? <laughs> yeah, a whole lot of peeps out here. You know, want to see a lot of peeps <laughs> out here. I don't know. The, and uh, at baked guy thinks tweeted at us too, saying uh, Christian for the WWE <laughs> Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's a day one follower right there too. <laughs> Big guy, thanks. Just close us, your eyes. <laughs> giving us all kinds of support. Well, let's move on to the uh, raw rundown. Spencer, you want to take it from there because you tweeted, watched the show. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I can do that. That's, uh, yeah. Whew. Whew, sorry. Uh, okay. And if you want to bring up any of the tweets you see along the way, you can, but they're just not shout outs. They're just social media bring ups. Cash. Cash, yo. <laughs> I'm just um, saying, okay. I have no idea. Anyway, so uh, tonight we started off with. Um, we started off. What the hell? Oh, yeah. The uh, MVP came out. Uh, to do the VIP lounge, um, he's pretty cool. I kind of like MVP. He does a he does a good job, um, most of the time. But uh, he came out and was like, "I don't want to invite the men out here because last time I was out here, they uh, uh, smashed up the place and whatnot. Um, so I'm going to invite the women out." So he brings out uh, Oscar, Nia Jax, and Shayna Baszler, and, and honestly, Nia Jax. And Shayna Baszler have no charisma, and Asuka has charisma. She's she's still good. Like I I may not understand the, what she's saying, but it's still pretty funny watching her just yell at these people 
And didn't um oh, it's wonderful. MVP it's actually speak it's Japanese to her. Yeah, that was cool too. I didn't know MVP could do that. Kudos to MVP. You can speak Japanese. I couldn't speak Japanese if you gave me ten thousand dollars. So. Konnichiwa. There you go. That might be the if if that's what they accept, I might get ten thousand dollars. That's the only thing. It's my only saving thing. Um. Anyway, so this segment went through, and they they all had a chance to speak, and and Nia Jax was just super flat and uninteresting. Um, Shayna Baszler said like four words, trying to sound all dangerous and whatnot. Um, and anyway, she made a thing with Oscar and was like, "I beat you." I think that's what she was going for. She's like, "I beat you one on one." Like, uh, and they both stood up and face to face, and they kind of looked at each other and then looked at Nia Jax and they both kicked Nia Jax over and spilled into a little brawl. And and uh, yeah, the uh, the one thing I kind of liked from this, and and I saw on Twitter that this wasn't actually uh, everyone appreciated this, but. Uh, Asuka, like, dances and sings along to other people's, like, entrance music. Like, Nia Jax is coming in, Asuka's sitting on the couch, like, lean back, grooving, like, sing, like singing the words. I was like, Mike that's sings fun. along to Nia Jax's as well. I'm not a monster. <laughs> he does it wonderfully. Um, I also have to shout out that, um, uh, that, uh, Corey, no, no, fuck not Corey Graves. Um, Samoa Joe was on commentary again tonight and was uh, very good, um, as always. Um, I uh, I made a few running jokes that he started. Um, uh, he built the like that he built the set and, and that he built the ring and he built the uh, and he put all the lights together and was directing and producing the show as well as doing commentary. I thought that was funny and some and some people seemed to like it, so that was kind of. Funny. Well, like, what's their answer to Jericho? Like, oh, who do we get? Oh, probably one of the coolest badasses ever. Yeah, totally. Sorry, I did not hear a word of that. Um, I zoned out. Uh, sorry. So, yeah. Um, after we have the uh, MVP lounge, or the VIP lounge, we have the beginning of the gauntlet match. Starting the gauntlet match is uh, Bobby Lashley and a rare Titus O'Neil sighting. Uh, Titus O'Neil lasted about as long as Titus O'Neil does, and that's not very long. Ada Spear, Lashley covers him, Titus gone. Akira Tozawa comes out next, uh, Akira Tozawa gets a spear, is gone. Shelton Isn't Benjamin... Tozawa what? Uh, in NXT. He's, he's everywhere. I think he can be on both, somehow. Um, yeah. Oh, Mike, you know? Yeah, it's just... Sorry, just one quick thing. It's like, they're de- they have a depleted roster, so I don't understand why they don't just like move the cruiserweight championship to Raw. Like, because like we just said here, Akira Tozawa is wrestling on NXT and on Raw, and he's in the cruiserweight championship tournament that's going on. So if they're struggling to find things to put on Raw because it's three hours long, instead of having like tons and tons of long matches or like matches with enhancement talent, just move the cruiserweights over and then have better matches that way anyway. Oh yeah, I I totally agree. Like this was, you could totally do that. Like, like I I, I also, so I I know I'm tweeting or saying a lot of the tweets that I said, but I just it just kind of ties into the show. And it was just like that. Raw sometimes feels like it's like three hours. Sometimes feels like it's like five. Like if Raw's running slowly or it's just it's just not working well. Um. Yeah. So uh, this one was kind of rough. Um. But uh, and this gauntlet match wasn't great because I mean they 
And the one thing that always drives me nuts, and I, and I understand for doing it on television purposes and even sometimes on a pay-per-view, but the amount of times that commentary and people just, like, they jam the rules of, of like, specialty matches down our throats, like, like gauntlet oh, matches. Like, they, they have to climb a ladder. Oh, no, they, they explain the gauntlet match? Yeah, they, well, no, they do that with the ladder match, they do the gauntlet match, they do that with the elimination chamber, like... Like the amount of times they, they did that with football, if they were like, and that's a touchdown. That means that team gets seven points and a chance at either a two or one point conversion. Well, I right? think the reason they do it is because it's a specialty event and it's not going on all the time. Like, there's not a money in the bank ladder match every month or like every couple of weeks. So, like, and they have to program the show somewhat to, like, I know they have record low numbers right now. So, like, this is a stupid thing to say, but. You still have to like pretend that if somebody's never watched the program before and they tune in that week, if you don't say what that is, they you go, "Oh, what's the money? What's the money in the bank ladder match?" Like, especially with this year with the corporate corporate gimmick and stuff. Like, I feel like it's just oh, it's be so fun. Yeah, no, I'm not, and I'm not saying not to to tell us the rules. That's that's fine. Like, I'm fine with that. I'm talking about like I'm specifically thinking of the elimination chamber match this year where. They told us the Elimination Chamber match rules on the pre-show. They told us the Elimination Chamber match um, in the opening video. They told us the Elimination Chamber match in promos before the match before. And they told us it right before it started. They told us right before the women started. They told it, it, it was like, it, they told us to it while the match was happening almost. It was like, it's like, we get how this is done now. Like, you've explained it to us. Like, I get it. Like, like it's, it's, a, it's almost like they don't think that they're paying attention. And you have to keep saying it. Um, that's that's my point. Is, is it's just over much? Like I get the I get the whole you got to tell people. Like if, if they're watching it for the first time, yeah, totally tell them what it is. But don't make it seem like they're not intelligent enough to pay attention. I, I don't know. That's just my takeaway from it. That could just be me. Um, where were we? Oh, we got sidetracked with Akira Tozawa. Thanks, Ace. Um. Bada boom, Akira Tazawa. Yeah, because next up is the ceiling for Ricochet, according to Ace Bondaloo, Shelton Benjamin. That's um, correct. He puts up a bit of a fight against Bobby Lashley, um, but still ends up eating a spear and losing. So, Just like Roman Reigns did at Extreme Rules. Uh, yeah, that's also on the Twitter as well. Um, thank you again, Ace. Um, anyway, so, uh, Shelty's pinned, out comes Captain Charisma himself, Humberto Carrillo, and we had a lot of interaction, or I had a lot of interaction. Hey, for a second there, I thought you were about to say Christian, I was about to mark out. <laughs> nope, sorry, mate, it meant it sarcastically, um, because there was, I got a lot of, uh, interaction, um, especially at this segment, or this section of it, uh, talking about some of the, uh, the, uh, wrestlers in the matches and whatnot but uh humberto Carrillo. some people are i think they the the basic basically the takeaway that i took was he's very good in the ring but he just doesn't have anything else going and and i said i said at one point to someone um it takes more than talent to make it to the nba the the wwe shouldn't be that different um i just had i just had uh michael jordan in my head anyway so um last dance yeah episodes was today, I think. Yeah, badass. Yeah, watched him already. Wonderful. <laughs> no, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm going to watch after uh, we're done here. Good choice. Anyway, um, we can talk about that later. 
so Humberto Carrillo comes out to face Bobby Lashley, and they and they make a bit of a fight out of it. Uh, but uh, I still can't get over Humberto Carrillo's like really long over the face comb that he's got. It drives me not more crazy, almost as crazy as my current haircut, um, which I can't stand. But uh, anyway, Vince um, has a scarlet right now. Oh, it's wonderful. Yep. I just hate it. I need to shave it all, but I look terrible bald. Um, yeah, so uh, Lashley starts kicking in at uh, Carrillo while he's down in the corners, and the ref warns him. Um, the ref tra- ends up disqualifying him because he said that he can't push him away like that or something. He's like, you can't do that. You're, put- you're kicked out. You're gone. You're banned. And he's like, what? 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 And he's like, what the hell? Bobby Lashley's just kicked out. That's, the, like, that's the performance screw job. Oh, that was that was it was it was crazy. I was like, I couldn't believe that 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 they chose to do that. I was like, I, if if anyone of this match that didn't get in, I would definitely have taken. Um, well, this next guy first, but Bobby Lashley second. Um, and uh, I did have some one guy uh, had an idea put to us, or he 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 uh, mentioned it to me in a tweet about. Uh, um, Instead of having this happen, having Andrade drop the U.S. title. Um, and in, in his words, he said, drop the U.S. title to Austin Theory, which I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But uh, anyway, um, and then have Andrade qualify for the money in the bank and make that the whole big stable. Like his, He had this idea to, make, to really push Andrade to just go and take like, the world title next, like that kind of thing. And I was kind of like, oh, that's an interesting idea. Um, Aside from Austin Theory holding any kind of belt this early in his career and after proving nothing, especially tonight, which I'm about to get to right now. Um, so, uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say quickly, I only have one thing to say about uh, Umberto. Like, the basic principle of a face character is that they're supposed to garner sympathy from the fans. And you're supposed to like be genuinely upset when this person's getting their shit kicked out of them, and you're looking forward to their comeback spot. And like they've got something that makes you want to believe. Like Daniel Bryan, such a perfect example of what a face character is. Like. And that doesn't happen with Umberto. Like he doesn't get the sympathy. Like when he's getting beat up, I don't care. Like I don't really care if he gets a hope spot, or sorry, not a hope spot. I don't care if, when he hits his comeback and stuff like that. Like it doesn't matter to me. He's just like, that sucks because he's not a heel and he's not getting over as a face. So to me, it's like when this was on, I actually just didn't watch. I just did something else instead because I, I just don't care at all for Umberto, unfortunately, um, which is, it sucks. And the, the, just one other quick thing about that tweet. Um, I really want them to push Andrade, but the problem is until he can fix his English, I don't think Vince is going to have any interest in pushing him up the card because he does as good of a wrestler as Andrade is, he does struggle with his i don't know just the way he like on the mic the way he presents himself on the mic which is why zelina is there but they're still making him talk sometimes and so until they make him stop talking and let him just wrestle i don't think he's gonna get pushed up the card much further than hold the u.s belt but at least he has the title yeah you know what and i don't disagree with that um because you know what happened after i lashley got disqualified is he beat down angel or not angel he beat down uh humberto carrillo and no one cared, because um, next up was Angel Garza. Um, Woo! It was awesome. I mean, he came out, did his wonderful Angel Garza thing. It was some... Uh, what did he do? Um, well, he just he, did, he ripped off his pants right away, 
Um, nice. He didn't really he didn't really have much time to mess around, like wander down to the ring. Like I really wanted him to, but you you know you can't uh, in a gauntlet mm-hmm. match. So we went and took tried to take advantage of it, but uh, um, Garza just ended up uh, ended up on a losing end. It just. Uh, he got he got hit with a uh, what did he get hit with I can't even remember. Um, oh, he got rolled up. Humberto Carrillo what? blocked the wing clipper and rolled up Garza. That's what happened. Ugh. I I was also cooking food at the time. Um, I wanted to watch uh, Garza, but it was also Humberto, and I'd seen it so many times, and I was pretty sure that they weren't going to let Carrillo win. But then I forgot WWE likes to tell the same basic story with every gauntlet match ever. Um, and this was the fate, the baby face winning the winning un, uh, unexpectedly and, and against all odds for so many rounds until the very final uh, boss heel crushes him, which is actually exactly what happened. Because next up, after Angel Garza lost, it was Austin Theory out next. Hooray. Um, wow. Yeah, and there were chops He's back and forth. Boy. Yeah, right? Mm-mm. Austin Theory, all he does is lose. I think he's won one match since he comes back. I really wish WWE, uh, you know what I'm saying, um, they took their like win-loss record as serious as AEW, because I, I find that kind of interesting to see what their actual win-loss record is. Because some of these guys would look bad. Yeah, Ace. I mean, Ace. Austin Theory's win loss record is horrible. So is Angel Garza's. How are you supposed Terrible. to get a new team over when they just lose every week? Like Angel Garza's beaten Humberto's ass up and down Raw for like months, and then he just got that one win over him. That was it. Yeah, I mean, since they've been a team, they haven't. Oh yeah, it's Angel terrible. Garza to the point of being a credible challenger to anything. The tag titles, even man, they haven't bothered with either of those guys. It's like, okay. Well, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, they lost the first match, but they were recently formed at the time. Yeah, they're just foundering them. It's it's just like they're just putting them in water, just like drown or sink, and like or try to float. It's like I don't get it. Because they either let make them look strong or job them. You know, like these guys don't deserve to be in the middle. They deserve to. I mean, be Austin Theory should be at the bottom. <laughs> he should. I'm just saying, like these. Like as people, these guys work hard, and like this is their livelihood, and they should know where they stand. Like, like Kurt Hawkins knew where he stood, and mm-hmm. he won it over. So that's true. If you don't know where you stand, you can't make that your. You can't make that yours. So, like I don't know. So it's with this. I, I get that they're kind of juggling storylines and having to back backtrack and do a lot of rewrites, but like it's just it just. Not good with these guys. Um, anyway, because uh, Austin Theory loses. I don't even care how he loses. He misses a superplex or something. Um, and then AJ Styles' music hits to the surprise of no one. Uh, this was leaked on multiple sites earlier in the day, uh, making his big return uh, tonight. And, and uh, I, saw, I saw one source like said exactly this would happen. Whoever made it to the end of the, the gauntlet match would meet AJ Styles, AJ Styles would win and be in the match. So AJ's the last uh in the Money in the Bank match. Does um, he look sad? No, he was pretty fired up. He was uh he said, I'm not dead, you guys, you thought I was dead, I'm not dead. Here's your winner by submission, the phenomenal AJ Styles. Ain't nobody man enough to feel the 
I'm going to do anything, and I mean anything, to get that money in the bank contract. And if that means throwing a Rey Mysterio or an Aleister Black off the top of WWE headquarters, then so be it. He specifically um, mentions Aleister Black and Rey Mysterio. Uh, saying he would, he's willing to throw them off the top of the building if he has to, um, which Alistair Black later on makes a outstanding response promo, which we'll get to, um, and I assume Rey Mysterio did as well, but uh, it wasn't as good. Um, but yeah, so I thought AJ's promo after was pretty good. I, I mean, I've always liked AJ, and, I, and he's definitely come out as a face because he, he kind of uh, he just kind of beat down. Korea, like he beat he beat Korea with a calf crusher, um, and just like Korea tapped out within seconds. It was wild, but uh, yeah. So I always I always thought that uh, AJ worked better as a heel, um, but mm. I never saw his indie stuff. So I mean, I, he might he might have worked as a face somewhere else, but in WWE as a heel, he's just worked better. I always thought he was better as a heel everywhere he was. Yeah, and I I just couldn't speak from that experience because I'd never seen. So I and you guys have, so you guys should speak more to that. I feel like with Gallows and Anderson gone, he has he, he just looked fired up tonight. Like I don't know, it just looked like there was a lot of emotion coming from AJ, and it's going to be interesting to see where he gets put with now being just a solo act again. Because I know it, like you mentioned before, Ace, like on his pod, he felt kind of responsible, or when he was talking, he felt a little responsible for. The two guys, Hot Carl and uh, uh, yeah, those are his younger LG. brothers, is what he said. Yeah, going out there. So I think you're going to see a a very uh, motivated AJ going forward here. Yeah, he bought a bus for them. <laughs> Wild. That's crazy. Wild. Um, yeah, I I like AJ. I don't I don't think he should win the Money in the Bank. Um, should have been Jinder. He's not even on the show. That's so dumb. Yeah, I'm I thought that's fighting Drew after that. that's why for sure. Yeah, I mean they did make mention of the fact that he's a former WWE champion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, I really thought that uh that it should have gone to gender in, in this in the end anyway, but I I don't think that um Everyone's probably think they're... we're having a laugh here. They're like Jinder, are they serious? I'm like, Jinder. <laughs> like Straight up. Like, everyone yeah. probably thinks we are just cooked having a laugh. But this well, is not are. a Tamina situation. <laughs> I we like Jinder. <laughs> man, yeah. a lot of people claimed he's boring on Twitter tonight. And I was like, oh, I don't know, man. I think Ace Bondaloo has a different opinion on, on Jinder there and there. Dude, his music slaps. His presence slaps. It's awesome. He's shredded. It's true. He's not he's good. Jacked. He's not great in the ring, but he does have the presence. It's about presence. I just don't- I just don't want him to turn into what King Corbin is right now, which is like one of the hottest guys on the mic for getting heat, but then just never gets it done in the ring. I just don't want that to become gender. Yeah, you did get the Roman Reigns. Yeah, you don't want him to be hindered. Yeah, unhindered, <laughs> man. He's got to be unhindered. I'm with Ace on this one. Like, I hated gender at first, but now I appreciate a good heel character, man. And he was a good heel character. A modern day Maharaja. Dude, he's sick with the. With the, with the... Samir and Sunil, they were yeah. awesome, dude. The whole Thank look you. was so cool, dude. The bomb where Orton threw them off the cage, uh, Punjabi oh prison Oh, my match. God. That Those is... guys sold their butts <laughs> off. 
<laughs> Unreal, man. That was and they nice. weren't even playable in 2K20. Oh, <laughs> terrible. Terrible injustice. Um, Anyways, I'll, continue. Yeah. So, there was another injustice that, in, that Jinder was not on the show tonight. I think he was mentioned maybe in passing, but honestly, I don't remember seeing his face um, live. Uh, so anyway, we, our next segment is, uh, Seth Rollins has an interview with Charlie Caruso in the ring. Uh, this was, this was boring. Um, I'll be honest. I mean, Seth looked at, he was half asleep for most of it. He got fired up near the end, but, uh, he just kind of ran down Drew for not being ready mentally or physically for what comes of being a champion and blah, blah, blah. And then Seth is the one to lead us into the into the future and and i said multiple times in the uh, uh, in twitter that i don't think drew's losing this like like seth i think this is just a time to lose and take some time off like like drew's too good you can't you can't take this away from him so early like he's he looks he's and he's on the show every week like you just can't complain about it he's he's so good um Anyway, so uh, Rollins just kind of leaves and says he's going to be the next WWE champion as, as the Monday Night Messiah, and that's his thing. Um, next up, we have a short segment with uh, Shane Thorne and Brendan Vink. When these guys first showed up, uh, I didn't know who they were until MVP <laughs> um, introduced them, and I said as much on Twitter, and, and some guys called me uncultured. And... Uh, um, I had a bit of a laugh. Uh, Mike that. on his burner account. His burner account. Oh, that was you. Yeah. Was, <laughs> not me. Definitely me on my burner account, man. He's uh, like Brendan Vink for life. Brendan Vink 87 was the at. <laughs> hey, dude. I don't remember I mean, that. You uh, called him James Vink on the other podcast. So. I'm sorry. My mind was elsewhere, but I do really like Brendan Vink. I wasn't kidding about that, okay? Elliot Sexton is the... Uh, <laughs> Amazing. Is um, he, wait, uh, he also used to be called Elliot Sexton. He's been in the oh, business. I thought that was your Twitter burner ha- handle. <laughs> no, he's been in the business since uh, 08. So. Uh, you see dub days. Anyway, Spencer, continue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no worries. Um, these guys did pretty good. Like MVP really seems to believe in them and, and uh, had some encouragement. And, and I thought this actually made them seem way less jobbery. So I kind of liked it. Um, and I must have not been paying attention. Actually, there was a definite chance I wasn't paying attention because the what I'm reading online here, it says they're they've announced. And I remember seeing a few shots of Edge and and Orton, but apparently they've been announced for next week on Raw. Um, oh, I was just thinking I haven't seen from them in forever. Yeah, like, that just kind of happened and it was gone. Yeah, since their match, Mania, they've been gone. Yeah. Um, I can't confirm if I can't confirm this because uh, I didn't actually see it, but. This would be dope uh, if these two showed back up. Like uh, Edge is great, especially in this in this empty arena area. He's had some of the best segments uh, so far. I'll check with my uh, Twitter right now. Yeah, you can check on that. I I just didn't see that uh, bit um, live. Anyway, uh, so there's a uh, there's a short segment uh, with Charlie Caruso interviewing uh, Buddy or not Buddy. Uh, Murphy uh, backstage asking him how he can, why he wants to be a Seth, uh, Seth disciple. And he's kind of like, oh, I want to be on Seth level one day. And he wants to learn better. And, and uh, he thinks he can beat um, Drew McIntyre tonight. He knows he can beat Drew McIntyre. So he wants to, I, I, some people on Twitter were talking about it potentially being a bit of a, the start of a face turn for Murphy against Seth, which I wouldn't hate because he actually 
does a pretty good job when he's on the mic and when he's in the ring, he does a good job. So if he kind of strikes out on his own, that would be cool. I think, I don't know. Um, we'll see. But, uh, next up we have, uh, Shane Thorne and Brendan Vink, Mike's boys against, uh, said ricochet, the buriedest of buried, which apparently is a controversial thing to say on Twitter. Um, that these two are buried. Um, I think he, I think the person that, uh, said that assumed I meant that they were buried together and I meant that they were buried, um, solo. Um, but, uh, who knows? Cause there's no way you can tell me that Ricochet wasn't buried after that match with Brock and that match with Riddick Moss. And then yeah, I miss, Rick- I miss, I miss Riddick Moss. Yeah. Right. And Riddick Moss hasn't even been seen since he, lost the 24-7 title in his own neighborhood. Like, he's just gone. So, no Riddy Moe, like, I don't get, I don't get it. I, they haven't really addressed the whole 24-7 title situation either, which is odd. Well, I mean, Gronk still has it, and he's not going to be able to do anything with it for a while, you would think, right? Because of the current situation. And it sounds like, I think it was, Ace, was it you that suggested that like they do like something at an NFL training camp where the title is involved. I think that that's like, there's a reason he still oh, has it. He's going to do something like at a football, like in Tampa or something. It just makes too much sense. Like that's where WrestleMania mm-hmm. was supposed to be. Like, there's just a lot of stuff like, going on with that. I feel like we're not going to see it for a while. I think Rock's going to be the longest reigning 24 seven champ of all time. And yeah, also probably. Vink and uh, Vink and uh, what is it? Shane Thorne, I think. Like, mm-hmm. for anyone that's, like, kind of going, like, oh, what, a, what the heck, these guys are randoms. Like, they uh, have been in a tag team for a while uh, as the Mighty Don't Kneel. So, yeah, they're not, like, they're not novices when it comes to, like, teaming together. The Mighty but Dope Meal? The Mighty Don't Kneel, TMDK. Oh. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, so, like, and then Shane Thorne uh, and Nick Miller – who was his tag partner uh, in NXT as well. Uh, like they came to NXT and they were called TM61. So they took out the DK part. Uh, but yeah, like TMDK, they were like, there's like six people in it. And like Vink was another one of them. They just like wrestled all over the place. And uh, yeah, TM61 in NXT actually had a pretty cool run. So looks like these guys are going to be like, they're, they're going to be pushing them as a team going forward. Cause they, I said this earlier, but like they, uh, on a previous episode of the pod, but there aren't really any raw heel tag teams. So I, I get why they brought him up. They probably just don't have any other options right now. So fair, fair play to him. Fair play. Absolutely true. Um, and they did pretty good in this match. Like this match was uh, some people say, uh, oh, my God. What <laughs> was that? <laughs> I was trying to talk while clearing my throat. It was not working. Um, anyway, uh, there were shout outs on Twitter about uh, this being the match of the night. Um, and I can't disagree. It was quite good uh, back and forth. Um, I was... Brendan Vink? Brendan Vink and Shane Thorne won this match. Um, they had... It, they uh, they covered Ricochet with a, as a big running boot to win. Um, but it just worked. I mean, this whole match, it just, it just went back and forth. Like, these two teams were pretty good. Um, but... Uh, yeah, that uh, that being said, I was kind of like I was unsurprised um, by, or I was a bit no, not, not I was a bit surprised by the result, but uh, it was cool. So uh, I remember their names now: Shane Thorne and Brendan Vink. Uh, to the guy that called me uncultured for not knowing who they are. 
Um, anyway, so uh, next up we have the Street Profits versus the Viking Raiders. And Ace, I don't know if you've heard how this, uh, this goes down, um, but it goes down. The uh, Viking Raiders actually dominate most of this match. There's some back and forth. Um, I was excited for uh, Angelo Dawkins to hit his 360 splash thing into the corner. And guess who did it in the plot twist? Montez Ford did it in the plot twist, which we're even less because he weighs like nothing. Yeah. Not even kidding. Backstage, Vince is like, hey, Montez, you're going to do what Angelo does. That spinning club, it looks good. It's such good (laughs) shit. Good and scary. Oh, man. Um, so this match wasn't great. Uh, the Viking Raiders really beat them down, um, and ended up actually winning this match, uh, which I thought, yeah, I know. I thought it was dumb booking, but, uh, I said on Twitter something like, uh, I think they're saving for the champions. Yeah, no, I think they're saving for the pay-per-view when these guys, when they like, cause the titles weren't on the line tonight. So the the line, um, the the street profits hold it down. I think is going to be their oh, their thing. Dude, depends how much fucking singing and dancing they do on the way to Money in the Bank. Oh my god, vehicle, man! I had some interact. Some guy was like talking. He's like, oh, he oh he brought he mentioned uh, oh it was D Money. Oh, this was D Money. That's right. Um, he mentioned how we're a little harsh on the Viking Raiders um, for their gimmick, like knowing they're not really Vikings, knowing all this stuff and this because like. I even tweeted had a tweet about uh, I'm a fan of Viking things like uh, like the new Assassin's Creed Viking game looks dope as fuck, um, like the show Vikings, anything like that, like it's really cool. Um, and they just they're just not a gimmick done well, and it's not something that works. And and uh, um, and we kind of went back and yeah, it's bad, but we back went back and forth. And and D Money had a good point when he said uh, um, solutions are better than complaints or whatever he said I'm paraphrasing but he said something like that and i was kind of like, you know what you're right and like um and he asked me what i would do to make it to make them more vikingish in the in the ring or make them better and i was kind of like you know what i can't think of that off the cuff because that's actually a hard question um, it was all that ridiculous costume yeah because <laughs> like that was my other complaint is that's not like vikings like i i know it's the I'm, worst apparel ever but that's not even actual vikings war they 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 wore nothing like that they didn't wear huh? anything horns we need to remember this is what Vince McMahon thinks a Viking looks like. Okay. Yeah, I mean, okay. at the end of the day, like we're talking we're about really se- just saying Vince's idea was <laughs> shitty. We're talking the about a se- here, yeah. it's here to stay. That is all Vince. it is. You're totally right about that. That's all it is. Like Ooh. we're talking about a 75 year old man who has final say in the company has no touch with reality. He doesn't understand what's in. And he just, he thinks that this is cool. Like he thinks that this is what, like especially for his program, he probably thinks like kids will like this. If you look at if you look at the promo, like the raid is here and it's here to stay. Like it's clear that like he's trying to like show these guys as a babyface team and all this stuff. And then the way they wrestle in the ring is they wrestle like a heel tag team in terms of their aggression and everything like that. And you know they like War Machine was just like that. You know, like War Machine. And the terrible badass. names they have, Eric and Ivar. Yeah, Eric. That's the almost word. as bad as like I was watching TNA and there was like some guy he was fighting Joseph P. Ryan. I can't remember what it was, but his name was like Cousin Joey or something. And I was like, "This is the worst name ever." Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> I'm with you, man. It's, it's like, like what's his name? Cousin Steve or something on TNA Impact? Cousin Steve. Yeah, let's not get into how bad Impact is, man. Oh my goodness. It's terrible. <laughs> 
That was awful. That's right up there with Eric and Ivar, though. Like that's how good they are. They're on cousin Steve level. Anyways, continue. Continue. Well, I just feel bad for Eric. I just feel bad for Eric because Ivar looks like Ivar has a look, right? Like he's got the big beard, and you know he's very mobile for a big man. He's a little bit bigger than Eric is. Eric just looks like a dude. Like Eric, I know he has the tattoos, but other than that, he just looks like he's kind of out of shape. And like doesn't like he does some cool moves, but it's Ivar that kind of steals the show for me. And at least when they were Hanson and Roe, like Roe is a name that is kind of cool. Like Raymond Roe, Hanson, like you know that's fine. David like, Hanson, but the, David Hanson, there you go. But when it's like Eric, like, name. just a dude named Eric who's like the lesser of the two in this team. It's like, uh, sorry, man. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, the other the other thing that that uh, that that, uh, that guy was saying to you on Twitter that had a lot of comments. I think he was also bringing up the fact that, like, not to get wound up with the name, like Hurricane was called the Hurricane, and like he used Randy Orton as an example, which was not a great example in my opinion because the Viper is not like literally describing Randy Orton as a Viper. It's just the way a Viper works, right? It's it kind of like it sneaks its prey, like it's it's sort of like it's uh, you know, and then when it attacks, it's like a it's like the RKO. It's a quick attack that takes you down. You know, like a like a like a viper when it bites you, kind of thing. So, I, I think that this particular, like, I respect what he's saying, and I agree with parts of it, but I also don't agree with parts of what he's saying when it comes to like the names being the names. They're not literally what they mean. Like Randy Orton's not literally. Maybe that is what he meant, and I'm like confusing myself here. But like, like this is just my take. If I if it's what he said too, you could I'm just be completely misreading his tweet. You're like, <laughs> but, this guy's tweet right here. Like you didn't even say. <laughs> No, He's, like, I, I, I read the tweet and I think you are, Mike. Yeah. I don't Sorry, think you are. That's how I read it, too. Um, and, like, honestly, it's like, that's what I love about wrestling, is that everyone can watch the same thing and have so many different takeaways from everything. Like, Oh, totally. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's great. So it's, it's a wonderful part of it, um, and it's just talking about it. But it's, it's when people yeah, get man. overly heated about talking about it. You're like, okay. It's, <laughs> It's like physical it, altercations, but yeah, that, that all the stuff you said tonight was great. Like, uh, really appreciated all of that, and it was really, really interesting commentary you guys had. So that was dope. Yeah, I mean, we had like, yeah, like I said, D Money and I had like a lot of back and forth commentary all night, so that was really fun. Um, that could be you, you listening right now next week when you tweet along. Actually, just now on Wednesday, AEW and NXT when you tweet along. <laughs> um, yeah, so. We had a lot of great back and forth, and he made a great, lot of great points. I think I made a lot of good points, but I was also very high, so I don't. I could just be overstating my my own value um, by a lot. But anyway, I'm just going to continue on with Rock because we've been rambling for a very long time. It's the two hour uh, Crundlemania. Two hour Crundlemania because we are high as kites. Basically, I don't really know what else to say. Uh, Charlie Caruso has another backstage interview with, uh, or, uh, yeah, with the True McIntyre this time. Uh, he's getting oiled up, um, ready for his match. The title's hanging behind him. Um, it's great. I, uh, I only recently realized that he gets introduced at, from Air Scotland, and that was a uh, wonderful touch. I was a big fan of that. But uh, he basically says that uh, he must have really uh, knocked Murphy's lights out with that Claymore last week if Murphy thinks he's going to beat him tonight. Um and then uh, all throughout the show tonight, uh, moving on, but all throughout the show tonight, we've had uh, different top 10 moments of, uh, from Money in the Bank history. So counting down big moments of, of cash-ins, of uh, um, uh, like matches that have happened at uh, Money in the Bank, big moments like, uh, like last year's uh, 
Andrade Sunset flip over the ladder to Finn Balor onto another ladder made the list, uh, a whole bunch of others. The heist of the century obviously made the list at number one. Um, but they had that cut in and out throughout the whole night. I thought that was kind of fun. Really hyped up the the money in the bank uh, briefcase a lot too. Um, so anyway, we get to, uh, to one of the cooler parts of the show. I really like this part was Aleister Black's promo. Because um, they do a recap of what AJ Styles said earlier, in case anyone forgot uh, on what he promoted earlier in the night. Um, it's a very dark and faded room. Alistair Black kind of fades in from the mist and the darkness, uh, kind of comes in and starts talking. And he says, uh, he, uh, he, he asks him how it felt to be buried alive. Um, and, uh, oh, it was just, he was just spooky. I thought it was great. Um, and, uh, he's just like, he just made his case that he's going to win the money in the bank. Like they all do. Uh, but I thought uh, Alistair Black did a great job. Mike, did you see this one? Because I, I know you're. A... Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, Ace. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, sorry. I just cut off when you said Ace, but um, I, you know what? Like, I, I'll be honest. I didn't like Alistair. I know why Alistair Black said that line about getting thrown off the building and stuff. But if you think about what he actually said, it doesn't make any sense. He's acknowledging the fact that AJ is going to throw him off the building, and he's like, and then he said, but. What, I think he said either if I get up or when I get up. Dude, have you seen the size of the, the, the corporate building, like the tower? Like it's not, it's not small. If you get thrown off the top of that, man, like you're probably dead. Like there's, there's no way you're getting up from that. I just didn't like that. Like I didn't think he should. Like, what if they do that? They just <laughs> shoot it, crash mad it. They could, <laughs> I guess. Like there's a way you could film it. But like I was like that. The rest of it was fine. I like that. This is what they need to be doing with Alistair Black. Have him in a dark room, like sort of like obviously he's been in the dark room before. But sort of have like the smoke clearing and have him with that serious tone in his voice, and not not with the cheesy like pick a fight. Like no, fuck that. Like just tell other people what you're gonna do to them and then do it. Mm-hmm. Like it's basically don't wear that ridiculous jacket. Just be a badass. <laughs> So I'm just gonna do is be a badass. When he's a badass, he's great. If he wins money in the bank, like I'm through the moon, and then all of a sudden Raw's a must watch every you know, you know, must watch every week, regardless. Anytime the WWE championships on screen, it's must watch for Mike. Oh yeah, yeah, it is. They'll be calling you must watch Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Anyway, yeah, that's all I have to say. I just I like Alistair a lot, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was he was great tonight. I thought he he had one of the, the standout segments of the night. Um, Are we almost through Raw? What else have we got going on? We've got a, we've got a couple more things. We've got two more matches and uh, like one or two more segments. Uh, just mentioned that um, uh, what's his name, Rey Mysterio, cut another promo like uh, like that. But I didn't really listen to Rey Mysterio. I was I was hyping a tweet during this, and I really don't care about Rey Mysterio. I didn't think he should be in this match in the first place. Uh, whatever. He made his promo about stating the case to make it. Um, NXT champion comes out. Charlotte Flair with the hits the ring with her mic and starts talking about how she's going to beat Eero Shirai, blah, blah, blah. And then my girl, uh, Liv Morgan, hits the, hits the stage. And, and she's acting. And maybe one of the reasons I like her is because she's acting like Harley Quinn. And I like the character Harley Quinn a lot. So um, she's doing that a lot. I thought she cut a pretty good promo. Um, back and forth with Flair here um, saying that uh, you're not going to take me seriously, blah, blah, blah. And, and uh, Flair's like, oh, I, I don't think uh, I don't think you're anything. I'm blah, blah, blah. blah. They just said it back and forth. I don't know. 
doesn't really matter what they say. Uh, but it led to a match between Charlotte and Liv. Um, and I thought it was a pretty good showing for Liv Morgan. Um, a lot of people online were really rooting for her. I didn't think she was going to win this match. I don't think there's a chance she holds a title belt anytime soon. Um, I even said that. I mean, I'm, and you guys know I'm a big fan, but I mean, she's not You're the biggest clearly, Liv Morgan fan there is. Right. And she's clearly not going <laughs> to win a title. Like I can clearly see she's not good enough to win a title. Um, but I liked that she was pushing for it. So that was cool. And, and I kind of thought that maybe, maybe the, the big over moment for Liv Morgan was when she finally beat Charlotte Flair. Cause if you, cause however long ago when she left the riot squad, she like challenged Charlotte Flair or whatever, Charlotte beat her down. Um, and she's like, okay, I'm going to disappear and, and I'm going to be real when I come back. And I still don't know if she's real or whatever, but, uh, she, put up a good fight in this match and I thought the only reason she really lost is because she uh she missed her finisher and got rolled into a figure eight. And there you go. Um but there was uh Not there was the a lot of positive eight. Yeah, there was it was a good match for for sure. Um both both women did did a very good job. There were some complaints of uh, about Charlotte uh, never putting over her opponents and stuff like that. Um you guys I don't want to ran a bra you're right they should have done that. Yeah I, yeah, right. No, she shouldn't. I don't. I don't think she should have lost that match. But I think people were just talking about uh, Charlotte in general. Um, if she has a history of that, I can't speak to that at all. Like, I wouldn't know if she has a history of never putting over opponents. I fucked if I know. Um, but uh, I didn't think she. I didn't think she buried Liv Morgan at all. So. No, and she doesn't. I mean. Again, I've said this on this pod before, and I'll say it as many times as I need to. Charlotte's win-loss record isn't actually all that good if you go and look at it. She does lose a lot because she's never off TV. So people keep thinking that like she's burying everybody, and she's not because she literally just is always on television. Like She's a draw. Like At the end of the day, she's a massive draw. And she has great matches with people, and no, she doesn't bury them, I don't think. And uh, in this case, too, like she fought Mia Yim this past Wednesday on NXT. And people were really upset that Mia Yim lost. Mia Yim's a good wrestler, but she's not at, I don't know, she's not at that level that Charlotte's at, at least the way the company sees it. The Io Shirai match should be pretty good. Um, but the other quick thing about this, uh, the segment with Liv Morgan and the match is, uh, somebody saw, posted this on Twitter, I can't remember who it was, but um, when Liv Morgan left, when she was on SmackDown, Charlotte beat her like, pretty easily. Mm-hmm. And she went on the mic and she said, when I come back, I'm going to be real. And now she comes back and she's real. You know, she's like a down to earth, like sort of millennial type character. Dude, Spencer literally talked about that. Oh, wow. Jeez. Sorry. I was hoping you got, to, you had a point. Of, I didn't want to interrupt you. <laughs> where are you, you going with that? with that, man? Yeah, where are you going with that? I want to know. Oh, Just because we started sorry. the same doesn't mean you had the same conclusion as me. So I want to know what you were thinking. Uh, no, I, I, I mean, I liked it. Like, I like where it's okay. going. Yeah, yeah. No, I just, uh-huh. I just mentioned how she said she was going to be real, and she's kind of like, like last, last week she had that kind of garbled promo after her match that wasn't very good about potentially. I don't know. So there's kind of confusion for that to me. But uh, anyway, um, our last match uh, of the evening is next. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Buddy Murphy. Uh, good back and forth tonight, and Seth Rollins was basically on top of the ring, uh, or at the top of the ramp, sorry, the whole time. Um, but, uh, this is Drew's night. He wins. He wins fairly cleanly. Um, but, uh... Buddy Murphy can sell a Claymore kick. 
the, he can sell a claymore kick. He he sold that claymore kick. He even did the the like the three two one four. Uh, uh, oh my god, uh, Drew McIntyre, um, which I thought was pretty cool because he he just ate that claymore clean and it was good. And then uh, afterwards, Seth uh, came down to kind of try to confront. Um, to confront Drew McIntyre, but uh, and Drew McIntyre was like, "Come on, Seth, please! I'm dying for a fight. Get in here! I want to fight. I'll get on my knees if you'll get in here and fight me." And Seth kind of runs on and kind of scampers off or whatever, and Drew yeah. turns away def- defeated or like de- disappointed. But uh, it's a fake because Seth Rollins comes back and super kicks him and sets him up for a potential stomp. But uh, Drew dodges the stomp um, and hits him with a big Glasgow kiss. Um, and knocks him out and stands tall uh, as Raw goes off the air. So there you go. It was a pretty long rundown, but there's your rundown of a three-hour Monday Night Raw. Whew. I'm tired. Yeah, it was, it was uh, yeah, I don't know. It wasn't the best show, but you know what? It was a good show. I'd say it was fine and looking forward to Money in the Bank. Got, no, don't have a lot of complaints, honestly. Like they're doing, they're doing well with what they have. They're making do. And that's all you can really ask for. I want a little more Angel Garza. <laughs> yeah, we all yeah. do. <laughs> that would have been uh, nice. We'll go through our clappers, crappers, and knee slappers. Oh, sure. man. We are running long with this podcast tonight. Um, yes, yes, sir. <laughs> well, we'll, make it, we'll make them fast. We, we only have two shows to do them off of. I mean, I think we all kind of have a decent idea, I would think. I hope. All I right, Mike, why don't you open up the clapper and give us a... Give us the example of how fast you want these clappers to come at us. The clapper. Yeah. My clapper's Alistair Black because he's a cool wrestler and I like his gimmick. That's all I have. He, wa- he had a good promo, except for that one statement about getting thrown off the roof. Uh, push this man. There you go. I like it. Ace, mm-hmm. you got yours. My clapper. It's that uh, we get to see the tough guys in turtlenecks possibly win those tag titles again, baby. I'm stoked that they're uh, possibly in the match there. And uh, well, I think they are in the match, correct? They are. Yeah, Yeah, I'm just excited. I would really like to see them actually back with the belts. I don't know why they gave it to the New Day, but I guess they must be giving it to the Forgotten Sons probably. But maybe they'll change their mind. I just like tough guys in turtlenecks on the mic in the ring. They're the, my favorite part of SmackDown. There, all right. Miz and Morrison. Hey, hey, ho, ho. <laughs> um, my clapper, I'm going to give it to Liv Morgan. I was going to give it to Braun and Bray, but I give it to them every week. So I'm going to give it to Liv Morgan for challenging for or – they're saying that she's coming for a title. I don't think she's winning it soon, but the fact that she's going for it. Wow, Char. Not all of us are born with silver frickin' spoons shoved up our ass. In our mouths. I also – didn't have a daddy to walk me to school, let alone to the front of the line of my career of choice. But it's okay because I don't want you to worry about me figuring out who I am because sooner or later, I'm going to be a champion. It's just like, a, I hope it's a push that, uh, that leads somewhere for her. If it's not a title, then it's somewhere. Who knows? I don't think she's got it yet, but, who, but improvements are abounding. Who knows? Yeah, I'm with you there. That's uh, she's somebody to get invested in. She's got a lot of star potential. 
I, I think I think her promo the last week um, after a match was was bad because she had just finished a match and was just like catching her breath and whatnot. And I feel I don't know if it, it could have not have been live and that may and I may just be wildly off, but uh, I think if some if I was doing a sporting event and someone shoved a camera and a mic in my face, I'd have a tough time remembering a script as well. Um, so yeah, so I because her sure. promo this better. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, I agree with that. It's. But yeah, I agree with that. Totally. Okay. Anyway, anyway um, Ace, what's next? The crapper. The one thing this week uh, between Raw and SmackDown that we uh, didn't like, and I can go with one if you guys want. The crapper. Yeah, go for it. This was almost my clapper, but I decided to make it my crapper. Which is the Braun and Bray segment. It could have been my clapper because I enjoyed it, but it's my crapper because we didn't get any really... Like, I just hate that they don't show Rowan and Harper. Like, just admit that they were there. You can show that part of the story. That'd be great to just have it in, like, well, we're the only ones left, Braun, blah, 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 and now you're just ignoring me. Like, that. it would just be cool to have them acknowledge Harper and Rowan is all I'm saying. Maybe even Daniel Bryan and Randy Orton. Why don't you do that, too? Show that they were in the family to Braun. He's just talking. I don't know. I just wish they'd talk more about the Wyatt family as a whole they- and not ignore, like, they, there's no one there. They are never going to acknowledge Luke Harper. Good luck with that one. It's never going to happen. <laughs> Rowan, maybe. Harper, absolutely not. <laughs> it's not the rival, rival promotion. It is not going to happen. I mean, look at Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy. They blocked Matt Hardy. They blocked Matt Hardy out of like Jeff's <laughs> like doc on his like video on Friday when they came back or whatever. And they came back. It's so weird. Just like it's 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 honestly if it is frustrating because. Like, so maybe that's what my crapper is. That WWE just sometimes just straight up ignores it. Yeah, you like, can't unwrite history. Whole Vinstra. Yeah, yeah, he sure does. They just like to think that they only show in town. So it's just it's getting it gets frustrating. And that was my crapper this week. I'll probably be over it by next week. But that's my crapper. Pick yours. Right. Yeah, my crapper is Umberto Carrillo because like he's been off TV for a month, and then they just pop him back in here and expect anybody to have sympathy for him he had so many sympathy spots in in that gauntlet match the beat down from bob and then obviously the attack on his leg after the match from aj and i just do not care about this guy and i'm with spencer like his hair like his hair it's just a distraction it's like jake hager's knee pads in in uh aw just like oh, it takes me it, out yeah. of him. <laughs> that just he's just flying around and and they the just keep guy. putting him in there with like guys who are like A plus stars. It's like, oh, exactly. here's Andrade or Humberto or Angel Garza or Humberto. Or and he's wrestling like, uh, uh, fucking Austin Theory. I'm like, oh, Humberto looking pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the poor guy, man. He's a good wrestler, but again, like, and he just gets. You're right, totally right. Every single program he's been in has just been with a bigger star, and they. The point is to get him over by wrestling those bigger stars, but he just doesn't have the charisma to like get Rey to Mysterio that level. Couldn't do it. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's well, Rey Mysterio couldn't do it because they booked him horribly as a world champion. He lost every week he was champion. No, I'm talking about he couldn't put over Humberto Carrillo. Oh, true. Yeah, <laughs> that you're talking about pushing Humberto as a champ. Like that's. I'm sorry, that's not going to happen. Not anytime <laughs> soon, at least. Not with the way this guy's been booked. But yeah, even if, if Ray can't do it, nobody can. So, right. Um, my uh, what I was trying to say before my disconnection happened, because of course that happens. Okay. Uh, Humberto was teamed with Ray. That's what I was trying to say. Ray was over. Ray was over. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're yeah, right yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, anyway, so I'm just going to give Mike Rapper. Mike Rapper is, just goes to the gauntlet match formula in general. It's like every gauntlet match I've ever seen is the exact same. Is you kind of start out with one or two guys, and maybe the first guy tries to fight the whole thing as your baby face through the whole thing. Or maybe it's a guy comes out in the middle and overcomes a face and then has to fight through the rest of the thing. Um, it's always the same. And they just change up the ending a little bit for, like, if the baby faces heat going in or not. The only like Kofi Kingston's one. I ever liked was Kofi's and uh, Xavier Woods and Big E's tag match one. Yeah, too. those are the only ones that ever kind of had the, the baby face come out and, and win the whole thing at the end. Like, that I can really remember. And even one that I was so wrong. cool because, like, Vince was being such a dick. He was like, now your two friends have to do it, too. And then they were like, oh, come on. And then they did it. And I was just like, oh, I'm pumped. <laughs> Oh, that was that Kofi Mania was the hype was one of the hypest I was moments. All just of. like so happy that they won it for him. I was like, oh, they really booked this well. I can't believe they didn't fudge this one out. Right? <laughs> Every other gauntlet match they've ever until done. Until he lost the title. Anyways, continue. Yeah, gauntlet matches were terrible. <laughs> is my crapper. Just the whole gauntlet match formula that they that they insist upon. It insists upon. Anyway, um, so last up. Oh, it's our knee slapper. Something in wrestling we found hilarious. What did we find hilarious this week? <laughs> the knee slapper. Ace, you got one ready to go? Locked in the chamber? Um, yeah. It, it could either go. I don't want to make it the Viking Raiders again. So I'm just going to pick the Bobby Lashley getting kicked out with, via the ref distraction thing. Like, what are they doing with that? Come on. Yeah, that is that is uh, a laughing, laughable offense. Um, I can go next if uh, unless Mike wants to go. No, you can go, Spence. Um, I'm going to pick Otis winning and getting into the uh, the Money in the Bank. I think he's going to be entertaining as hell. I don't know if he's going to win or not, but I think he's a uh, he's very funny. And uh, side shout out to Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville for their proper telling of a of a tag team breakup story. Mm. Absolutely, uh, the Otis is that's a great pick. It's hard to hard to pick anything better than that for the knee slapper. Uh, I don't know. I <laughs> I feel like if if Otis wins that match, I'm going. I'm 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 going nuts. I'm I'll lose it if Otis wins that match. But the money in the bank. Say, yeah, he's not gonna win. But you never know. Man can dream. Okay. I, and let me call you. Must watch Mike. He's gonna fight someone. He's gonna fight someone in an elevator. You just know it. He's just gonna oh, yeah. fight in an elevator. It's gonna be great. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's gonna be exciting. I can't wait for that. But yeah, my my knee slapper this week uh, is going to be. I I mean I didn't. I'm gonna go with Oscar. Like sometimes it's a clapper, sometimes it's a knee slapper. But she's like dancing around to the theme music after. I think it was Nia Jax. I think we talked about that. And it's just hilarious. Like she's just like she just looks like she doesn't give a crap right now. She's doing whatever she wants. It's very entertaining. She looks, like, she looks like she's having fun, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I love Asuka. You know, Kyrie always... Sane's just gone, but Asuka's great. I've always loved Asuka. Yeah. Yeah, same. All right, well, that was our clapper, crapper, knee slapper. Let's just go through what we've had and then wrap up. Oh, Jesus. Yep. So um... what I had was the Riff Subway Scientist. It was 21%. Holy smokes. That's why. <laughs> I'm feeling okay now because this podcast has been so long. But I feel okay at the end of the time. Wonderful. 
This is a long episode of Raw, it seems. Um, what did you have, Spencer? You were itching to get into it. Oh, it's it's good. It's good. It's uh, it's called God Bud by Redican. Um, it's an indica dominant hybrid. Um, I ripped it. It's the bong hit I ripped uh, during the podcast. I think I had three at the very start when uh, when you guys were talking. Um, only one of them was on air. Um, and yeah, I uh, I struggled through some of that raw recap. I'm sure you guys noticed. Um, now we were all very sidetracked. Ace Bond, guarantee. Ace Bond, guarantee, because I was cooked. I don't know how I got through that bit, that that raw review. Mike, what did you have? Uh, I had some gas mask shatter from Pacific Northwest Roots. It's a cross between the cherry pie and alien Kush, and uh, yeah, it was pretty solid. I've really been into the shatter lately because it just kind of goofs me a little bit. <laughs> it's a bit of a distraction from other stuff because I'm so high that I can't focus on anything other than the fact that I'm cooked. So did the job kind of, and uh, yeah, I would recommend yeah, Top Shelf Gas Mask Northwest Pacific. Ooh. Well, uh, this has been Crundle Mania. Thank you to all those Crundle Maniacs. I'm Ace Bondaloo. We're on Twitter at Crundle Mania. Any final thoughts, Spencer, Mike? Just I want to thank everyone for uh, interacting with me on Twitter. I know we didn't inter- shout out everyone, but uh, can't get to everyone because we had a lot this week. I couldn't believe it. I, I wasn't expecting this much. I wasn't expecting anything going in. Um, and I may be live tweeting more shows going forward. Um, Insider Tweets Hard, the name of the podcast. Insider Tweets Hard, yeah. Yeah, yeah you'll look for more tweeting from Spencer going forward.